This text from the Gospel according to John comes to us today as the end of the Easter season draws near. Jesus tells the disciples, the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. This is a pre-Pentecost text. My slide thing isn't working. Thank you. I may have to ask you to do that again. This is a pre-Pentecost text. We're not to Pentecost yet. In our church year's timeline, Jesus is about to physically leave the disciples, and we commemorate that event on this coming Thursday, actually. It's called Ascension, 40 days after the resurrection. So this text is a foreshadowing of what is coming up this following week on Thursday, Ascension. But it's also a foreshadowing of what's coming up in a couple of weeks on Pentecost Sunday when the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, will be sent to the disciples on Pentecost. But to say that God waits for Pentecost to send the Spirit is a little misleading because the Spirit was there all along. Next slide, please. Genesis 1, the uh, story of the creation. It says that the Spirit was moving over the waters before creation was spoken into existence. God breathed the breath of the Spirit into the first humans. The Spirit empowered the voice of the prophets in the Hebrew Bible. The Spirit descends upon Jesus at his baptism in the River Jordan. The Spirit is there, working, moving, empowering the whole time throughout the whole story. Pentecost gets all the credit as being the occasion when the Spirit is unleashed, but that's misleading because the Spirit always was. The same is true for you. The Spirit always was and always is in your life working, moving, empowering you, even if it's not obvious, even if it doesn't seem like it or if you don't feel it, because the Spirit is with you ever since the moment of your baptism. The presence of the Holy Spirit is an important part of what happens to you in your baptism. And we are considering that carefully uh, today and next Sunday because of confirmation, because of the students that are confirming their faith, which we're going to celebrate in a ritual called affirmation of baptism. What I've been telling these confirmation students week after week, the couple of weeks that I've met with them, is that all that they're doing, they're studying, they're learning, they're writing about the faith, it's all connected to their baptism. Next slide, please. Everything is linked up through the waters of your baptism. And this text we heard from John 14 is the same thing. It says, those who love me will keep my word and my Father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. It's through the Holy Spirit that God and Jesus come to you and make their home 
in you. Loving Jesus, remaining faithful to his words are only possible through the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. Those things do not happen any other way. When the Spirit makes its home in you, you and the Spirit become intertwined. There's a mixing that happens between you and the Spirit that can't be undone. You are forever part of God's plan. You are named and claimed as a child of God. Even more, now that you're in Christ and the Spirit makes its home in you, you are part of the Trinitarian mystery. Now hold on to your hats. What that means is that if the Spirit has made its home in you, then the Trinity now includes you. One of the things that the confirmation students have been wrestling with is this core fundamental aspect of Christian theology, the Trinity. Our understanding of God is Trinitarian. God is Father, God is Son, God is Holy Spirit. There are three, but there are only one. One God, three persons. God who creates, God who redeems, God who sustains. If I were going to use a musical analogy, God exists not as a single note, but as a triad. God is a harmony of notes that produce a single chord. When the Spirit makes its home in you, you create part of the sound of that chord. You join the harmony of God in baptism. You are sealed with the Spirit in your baptism. In the liturgy for baptism, the sign of the cross is marked on your forehead using oil. At that as that cross is traced on your forehead with oil, these are the words that are said. Jocelyn, child of God, you have been sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. With anointing oil, with the word, having been washed in the water of life, you are sealed in the Spirit. And that idea of sealing is the same idea as an envelope. When you want to protect a document, from falling out or getting lost during transportation, you close it up in an envelope, right? With a seal. It's a layer of adhesive material so that it all stays together, it's all protected, it's all wrapped up in security. In your baptism, the Spirit seals you into God's family. The Spirit, like an envelope, like a layer of adhesive material, is surrounding you and holding you in communion with the divine. The Spirit is what holds you together in the transportation from your baptism to your death. The Spirit is what wraps you up in security during this life. You have been sealed with the Holy Spirit 
in your baptisms. If you've not been baptized, it's time to ask the question, why not? What's holding you back? What's stopping you from experiencing that ceiling? Next slide, please. As I said at the beginning, at this point in the gospel narrative that we heard, Jesus is preparing his disciples for his physical departure and the sending of the advocate that will make Christ's presence known inside each of the disciples. Their days are about to be turned upside down. They will be dispersed. They will be confused. They will be persecuted. They will end up denying having anything to do with Jesus. Knowing the fear that they're about to face, Jesus looks at those disciples and he says, Peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give to you. I do not give as the world gives. Why would you turn down the peace that Jesus is offering? When you're facing uncertainty, Jesus says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give you as the world gives. When you're facing transition, a change in your life circumstances that you don't know what the future will be. Jesus says, peace I give to you. My peace I give to you. I do not give as the world gives. When you've been hurt, when you've been rejected, when you've lived through an event that's left you traumatized and afraid, Jesus says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. The Spirit, the holy presence of God in your life is your advocate. The advocate is God's presence, defending, counseling, comforting you. And in this Spirit, you are sealed forever, joined with Jesus through his death and resurrection, which offers you something that the world cannot. Peace. It's here. It's through the waters of your baptism and the word. Amen. Amen.